Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I have a question for you. What makes a good Taoiseach? What do you want in a Taoiseach? Well, according to a new Irish Times Ipsos poll, Sinn Féin's Mary Lou MacDonald is the most popular choice for Taoiseach. But we want to ask you, quite simply, what makes uh, a good Taoiseach, in your uh, opinion? Uh, the poll showed that uh, almost a third, 32%, would prefer to see Mary Lou MacDonald as a Taoiseach after the next general election. Uh, the Fianna Fáil leader Micheál Martin and Fine Gael leader Leo Varadkar were both the choice of 18% each, while 20% of respondents chose None of the three main party leaders as uh, the next Taoiseach. And the question, as I said, that I want to ask you is what makes a uh, good Taoiseach? I remember after uh, Micheál Martin uh, stood down and Leo Varadkar took over again, a lot of people were pleasantly surprised at how good uh, a Taoiseach they thought Micheál Martin was. And I think the view was some people weren't expecting him to be as good as he actually turned out to be. But what made him a good Taoiseach, if he did make a good Taoiseach, in your opinion? So we've we've had Taoiseach uh, ever since uh, W.T. Cosgrave in uh, 1922, uh, with Sean Lamass, who uh, served three terms as Taoiseach, Charles Hawhey was Taoiseach and then not Taoiseach, and Taoiseach again three times. Uh, there was Gareth Fitzgerald, Albert Reynolds, Bertie Ahern, um, one of our longest-serving uh, Taoiseach, and then, of course, of, uh, of late, uh, Enda Kenny, Leo Varadkar, Micheál Martin, and of Radker again. So, what is it that makes a good Taoiseach? Our number is 087-1400-106 if you would like to get involved uh, in this. I'm just curious to know what you think it is that makes somebody stand out as a, uh, as a Taoiseach. Fergus is uh, on the line uh, in Offaly. Fergus, what do you want or expect from a Taoiseach? Hello. Hi, Fergus. How are you? Hello. You there, Adrian? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I think, you know, the question itself is, is, is it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, you highlighted that popularity is, is kind of the main thing that guides people. What would I expect in a T-shirt? I'd expect or I'd like to see a T-shirt that has um, some degree of the lived experience of the majority, which are working class people. Mm-hmm. If you look at the story you mentioned from the very first Taoiseach right up to the present, I think uh, the vast majority of those Taoiseach have been from a middle class, if not higher class background, or upper class background. So they would never have, in my opinion, the lived experience of the ordinary working man and woman to know what it is to struggle, permanently struggle, mm. uh, and be without. And un- unless and until, and I don't think we'll ever achieve that, I mean, you know, it's, it's utopian to think that uh, there would be a Taoiseach that would... Have be a working class experience. hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's all a popularity contest. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. Some do very good, some do mediocre, and some do very poorly. Mm. You know, and I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, on, I, you know, if, if unless uh, potential teaching were to do an understudy <laughs> or work experience at, at the bottom end of the ladder, they can never know. They can have empathy for sure, and a lot of them do, and most of them, I think nearly they all do. But that's totally different from really uh, putting forward and improving the lot of the ordinary working man. Because there are, you know, while we're regarded as, you know, a, a first world country, 
you know, you want to go around the country, the real countryside, and, and into the cities and towns to the working man and woman are and see how hard people are getting to, uh, to, to survive from week to week. You and know, and, and as far as you're not- concerned then, um, none of the Taoiseach that we have had since 1922 would fit into that category? No, no. Certainly, as I said, you know, there have been each of them in their own right, or a lot of them in their own right, have, have made improvements. Certainly, that's what the, the whole country's uh, evolution is about, improving the, the, the lot of the, the majority. But it's been so slow, and the gap has got so wide, that, and it's all about... You know, when you look at the state of the health service, for example, and you see, you know, the current Secretary General of the Department of Health uh, being justifiably given an €80,000 increase on a salary uh, that for the vast majority of people they will never achieve. Mm. That would be a lot. So of, 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 the, of the three that are most likely to be uh, Taoiseach after the next general election, uh, Micheál Martin, Leo Varadkar or Mary Lou MacDonald, do, do any of them fit that? Criteria? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. How could they? Look at their look at their their their, their life so far. You know, from middle class backgrounds, uh, professional people, and you know, and I'm not. That's not a criticism. That's an observation. Uh, and and basically, when have they ever been on the dole uh, and actually looking for supports that most people are still struggling to get in the, in in 2023? And are not getting, so they don't. They don't know. They haven't had that lived experience, Adrian. So where do you get that person that you're talking about? The working class hero, the uh, you know somebody who's literally pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Where do you find that person to run for the highest office in the land? Well, the odds are against most people because you have to within the system and into the system in you know generally political party structure or. If you're, you know, in, in involved in in uh, industry and commerce, you have to get your way up through. And there are many mm. successful people that have come from the bottom up. By, uh, Absolutely, yeah. I'm not saying that hasn't happened. It would be foolish to suggest that. But they're in, in industry and commerce. They rarely come through in the political sphere. And, and, and uh, you know, when you look at Ireland or you look at internationally, it's predicated by people that have are extremely financially wealthy. And if not, if they don't go into it financially wealthy, they will eventually become extremely wealthy. Mm. And it's a, and, and, it's and, not just this country; it is the world over in the oh, in the political world. world. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, stay there for you know, one second, Fergus, if you can, please. I want to go to uh, Peter. Peter, what, in your opinion, makes a good tea shock? And have we ever had one? Well, I think uh, a few points to make on this. I think uh, what's what's vitally important is that uh, the number of tea shock, the most recent ones we have. Uh, are so far removed from the reality of the struggles of ordinary working class people, as a previous speaker has said, but essentially uh, not standing up to the powerful interests in, in Irish and international society uh, in the context of, we see our, our sovereignty being eroded, we see a lot of issues around our own uh, neutrality being attacked constantly uh, with the move towards uh, more militarism and all this sort of stuff because of the closer ties with uh, the European Union in terms of the drive the European Union has pushed in towards uh, you know more militarism as well and these uh, obviously policies that has uh, created more inequality in society like uh, and in the first instance you'd be looking for a politician or a Taoiseach who stands up for uh, a lot of the facets of what the constitution 
uh, stand for in terms of Article 1, Article 5, many more articles of the Constitution that stand up for our sovereignty and independence, uh, which I find that the, the, uh, all, the, all the political leaders of, of, of the current day aren't willing to stand up for. And that impacts, obviously, on the, impact, on the impacts of the ordinary working class people in our society. Now, they will, it, they the will argue the exact opposite. They will argue that uh, our neutrality is not under threat in any way. Um, all of the things that you just uh, pointed out, they will argue the exact opposite. Well, it's incorrect because the facts don't uh, point to the total, the polar opposite because, you know, look what's happened, for instance, with uh, the war in Ukraine, for instance, how much they've uh, uh, sent army uh, defence force members over now to, to, to work with Ukrainian uh, soldiers to, to fire weapons as well. Like So it, a lot of stuff is happening over a significant period of time. 20 years ago, we had Shannon uh, being used as a de facto military air base by, by the US. Uh, now we have, uh, you know, a huge move towards driving us towards and more militarism and not necessarily the issues are really around, around Irish democracy and Irish sovereignty like you know the, the interests of like we're a small country uh, we should be proud to stand up for a, a, a huge history of stand up against colonialism for over 800 years uh, Adrian like you know and I think the important thing now is for people to realise that we should stand up for the interests of ordinary working class people and that means using the resources of the country as a state for the good of the people rather than the interests of any sort of powerful interests uh, or big business and corporate interests, which uh, Ireland has been sold off for, off to, and that's that's the that's a real significant issue. I think facing all the uh, the possible tea shocks, and I know with the recent polls that have come in with uh, Mary Lou Macdonald top of the polls for the next tea shock mm. and the vote for change and all this sort of stuff. Like it's not really a vote for change. A vote for change is actually putting the interests of ordinary work class people and tackling and t- and tackling uh, these big power brokers and society. Okay, so that, so the so the three. The three that are most likely uh, to be Taoiseach after uh, the next general election, you don't believe one of those three fits the bill? Well, absolutely not. Like, look at the current incumbents we have. Uh, there's no way you'd be uh, <laughs> looking next or near either of them, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, and then Mary Lou MacDonald, uh, in opposition, they've shown themselves to sit on the fence on a lot of issues as well. So they haven't stood up for the real alternative that Ireland needs. Uh, like what oh. really do they stand for on a lot of issues? Like it, 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 they, it just they sit on a fence on so many issues rather than taking a strong principle position on uh, Irish neutrality. Like recently, Matt Carty, this, this, their uh, this, uh, foreign affairs spokesperson, has spoken about that he won't retrospectively look at any um, agreements that were made with, for instance, driving us towards more militarism and eroding our neutrality. He said when they come into office, maybe they'll do, do something about it going forward. But who knows? You mm. know, it's essentially. It's they're they're beholden. To what I would say, Adrian, really to clarify, like is really they're beholden to the powerful interests, the lobbying sector in society. Okay, but, but who, that's, that's but really who is everything. who? This is a question. You know, I, I, I'm hearing two calls in a row saying we need a working class hero to become uh, Taoiseach. Um, we need somebody to represent uh, the working class. But who who is this superhero? Where does this superhero well, come from? Well, um, and <laughs> and if the, if this superhero was found somewhere, people would still give out. So I'll give you an example where, where where it would really come from. Of course, the party political system is stacked against anybody getting through that apparatus. Uh, if you go back again to the Irish Constitution, there are there are facets of it. Doesn't make any uh, uh, remark to the Irish political party in, in terms of that. But there's a huge political party uh, funding system out of the public purse every year. So it's basically very difficult to actually. To make make the change we really need within the current parameters of uh, what's going on, because essentially with those political party system, it's you know you've heard the analogy all the time. You change the faces on, the, you know you change the faces, but the policies don't change. 
And that's the reality of okay, it. Like, but, I uh, see uh, people who are willing to really challenge the, 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 the significant and heroin policies. Like we see all the issues happening day by day and the people, more people are, are angry or frustrated or people are very ill on, on hospital waiting lists. We saw the attack on the people in the disability sector recently. It's horrific what's going on. But then we see the inequalities deepening in society where we have the wealthier uh, getting more, you know, capturing more wealth and not, that wealth not being redistributed adequately uh, to, to, for the betterment of society. And that creates huge, huge issues such as uh, depravity, uh, poverty, issues around antisocial behaviour, uh, crim, crim, uh, crime, and all the other issues that goes on all the time. Rather than knee-jerk reactions, we need to actually make uh, put the policies in place to make Ireland a better, a great place that we, we're all proud of. Like we all love Ireland, but the problem is we want an Ireland for the people, not an Ireland for uh, the the top one percent in society or two percent in society who are just uh, creaming it off, and a lot of people below them who are making a lot of money as well. All right, stay there, um, stay know, there for one second. I want to I want to bring in some more calls uh, on this. Let me go to uh, we're, we're asking what makes. A good Taoiseach with uh, an opinion poll this week showing that uh, Mary Lou MacDonald is favoured as the uh, next Taoiseach and um, the current Taoiseach and his predecessor, uh, Micheál Martin and Leo Varadkar, are uh, tied neck and neck, uh, but Mary Lou way out in front. So we're asking what makes a good Taoiseach and what do you expect from uh, your Taoiseach? Uh, Richard, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Thank you very much. Good afternoon to you. Well, what makes a, a, a good leader? What makes a, a good Taoiseach? Well, it's, I think one of your previous callers said it. It's about decision-making. Um, I, I, I reject the idea that this person has to be from the working classes to make decisions for the working classes. He needs to be a successful person with some brains and some education, and, but, you know, and, and he needs to have empathy with that position, but he doesn't need to come from the working classes. He needs to be a smart cookie that can make good decisions. And generally speaking, that's why a lot of these guys are, are very successful business guys or very successful, very educated, because they tend to be you know, people that we entrust to make decisions. Um, empathy, yes, but it doesn't have to come from a certain background to understand. So, so, are, you, so are, you, are you saying, Richard, that, that people who are highly educated and wealthy make better decisions? Yeah, I think I, I think you could you could argue that successful people must have made successful decisions throughout their life, and and if you if you have an economy you know as, as vast and as complex as I, Irish, you can't you can't just say you know oh it has to be a working class person to make that economy tick and dance. It's way too complicated. It has to be somebody that can that can make those decisions. So I would you know I'd want to see as a as a tea shop or prime minister someone that was educated, that was rounded, that had a success you know had a successful background that. That could, you know, make, make those tough calls. But, but I think the key factor is that person. I, I think has to be independent uh, in, in many ways. And the trouble with but, 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 is, but who is that? Is is that is that a, a CEO of a big company like Michael O'Leary for Taoiseach, independent? Um, I wouldn't say he's independent though. I, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard one to call. I'd it's just a name I just picked off the top of my head. Well, yeah, a top top professor perhaps, or a top leading doctor. You know, um, you know, people like this. You know, leading architects. I, I personally, I'd love to see somebody come in that came in from the management consultancy firms that was good at turnaround, good at change management, someone like that. Because you know, I, I think that the trouble with our current political system in UK definitely, and I think it mirrors in Ireland, is that our politicians are way too keen on getting power the next time round, so they switch their votes 
to suit what they think will get them in power, when actually we're paying them to switch their votes to suit what suits the country. I, I'd want to see a toughened business guy that wasn't, wasn't afraid to say, no, you're not getting that. It doesn't suit the country. I don't care how much you're screaming for it. You're not having it. We don't kind of have that anymore. We don't have someone that, that, that has that kind of strength of character to do what's right for the country and fear upsetting people. So yeah. they're, they're just uh, pacifying everybody around them rather than making tough decisions. I think so. I, I, I think they, you know, they, they do what's right for their party and for, their, and for what they perceive their voter base to be. You know, yeah, how often do we see a politician come out and say, do you know what, yeah, I know you guys all want that, but trust me on this, it ain't going to work for the country, therefore you're not having it. You'll, you'll get waffle, waffle, waffle and, and running around it. What we need is a kind of, you know, like, you know, as I said, like a turnaround expert from a, one of the consultancy firms to come in and say, look, this stuff needs fixing. It's not going to be that popular. You guys won't like it, but I don't really care because it's the right thing to do. That, I think, isn't, you just don't see that kind of thinking anymore. And I think we'd all respect that. If somebody come up and said, look, you're not getting this. This is the right way to go. This is why I'm doing it. I think we'd... Even if we but obviously, the right by, the, by the very nature of our political system, uh, no politician in power wants to take unpopular decisions. That's the reality, because they fear, as you said yourself, that they won't get elected the next time round. Yeah, and, and that's the trouble, I think, with both the system we use and, and the people that, that vote, is that we don't, you know, we don't give, you know... we. we we kind of assume that if the person is doing something we don't like, is they're anti us. You know, the person talking about you know the the, the wealth distribution. Mm. Oh my God, we need someone in that will that will redistribute the wealth. Well, that doesn't work for the people that are wealthy or the economists or the American companies that fund the Irish economy. It has to be a balance, and that means that somewhere to make a decision, one of those two ends of the spectrum might be upset. I'm not saying it should go right or left, but that somebody's going to be upset. And our current politicians are scared to upset anyone. And you get middle ground politics throughout, you know, throughout well, the Western Europe now. Middle ground politics because, oh, God, I'm terrified to upset them. I'm terrified to upset them. Let's go with the kind of middle mm. ground that's most, most likely popular. We need you, some- you, you, you'll, you'll like this message. Uh, it just simply says, it's just come in a second ago. It says, good man, Richard, talking sense. So uh, that's a compliment for you. Um, Another message says uh, we need quotas for working class people to uh, get into the doll, says uh, that message. And another one says we need someone that cares about our country and the people in the country. Uh, We don't have that. They're just interested in votes for them. It's sad the country has gone uh, so bad. Alan is on the line. Alan, good afternoon and welcome to News Talk. Adrian, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Alan. Um, well, what makes a good Taoiseach? What are we looking for in our leader? Um, I just, I'm Richard met some good points there. We also met some, some other points that we'll, we'll deal with, right? So first of all, when you talk about a leader, right, you want integrity, self-awareness, courage, respect, empathy, and a bit, of, a bit of responsibility and accountability, which no politician in this country will ever take responsibility for anything they ever do. You try that in a private company, see what happens to you, guys it all quite quickly. So Richard said there you need people who are qualified to think. So Leo Varadkar was a doctor who was Minister for Health, was probably one of the worst Ministers for Health he had. Ask the people who suffer at the hands when he refused to bring in mandatory disclosure and what damage that did to people. So we need politicians that will stand up for the people, who will act on behalf of the people and not of special interest, and not on, on special interest, especially in Europe. With our current crop of, of leaders, I, would, I actually, I, I, I shuddered to call them leaders, because Leo Varadkar is not a leader. A puppet would probably describe him better act on behalf of the EU. They do not act in the best interest of Ireland or its people. So any decision they should make is what is right for Ireland, what is right for the Irish people. That's where it needs to start from. And we've lost that. We have 
politicians who don't, they say they're one of the people, they don't want to talk to people, right? I'm not a fan of Bertie Hearn, right? Bertie had his issues. But Bertie Hearn, at least, he could, he could actively listen to people. He would listen to what people were saying. Nowadays, if you want to speak to a politician, you don't say the right thing. You're a racist or you're this or you're that. You're immediately labelled that you're not following what they want you to do. We need to bring back where at the core of our principles is what's right for Ireland, what's right for the Irish people first, before we look at anything else. And we're just not getting that. And I don't, Sinn Féin is saying change. Sinn Féin will not change anything. If you look at their manifesto, quite similar to the other parties. And Sinn Féin as an opposition party have been very, very poor. Very, very okay, cool. so so of of the of the three that are um, most likely to take up the role of Taoiseach uh, next time round after the next election, you don't favour any of them by the sounds of it. Okay, let me just squeeze in one final call on this, and that's you, Edward. You're on lunchtime live. How are you? I'm fine, sir. How are you? Good, thanks, Edward. What do you want to say? Uh, yeah, I changed the, the approach slightly, and that your general question was. What would we look for in a T-shirt? Yeah, what makes a good um, T-shirt? We've had a load yeah. of them. Were any of them any good? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to personalise it with regard to them because I suppose each of them would bring some good qualities and maybe not so good qualities. But what I would be looking for in a T-shirt would be what I would call a unifier. And by that I mean someone... In fact, the... the um, it would be better a person would be assessed by those opposed to them rather than by those who support them. And by that I mean that liberal democracy is not just ruled by the majority, it is ruled by the majority with the consent of the minority. And that creates and encourages stability in the country. And I think that if we were looking for some, or what we, what quality would we look for in someone to make a good Taoiseach? And I would think it would be someone who would inspire trust and confidence into people who might disagree with them. And does, does least, that mean that we've never had that? Have we, have we ever had no, that in, had in it, a leader? We've had, it, we've had it, we've had it. I'm not saying we've had it to the extent that I would be happy, but I, I would disagree fundamentally with people who attack the bona fides of the T-shirt we've had. Now, I wouldn't agree with some of them, and I could maybe identify one or two who would be less... Um, I would say less, less, less um, entitled to that description. But by and large, I think that uh, they certainly had the bona fides and they had the interests of the country at heart. Now, I wouldn't necessarily agree with with the decisions they concluded or I came to uh, in that respect. But certainly, I don't agree with people who would uh, dismiss the bona fides of uh, the more recent people. Um, I mean, you go back and I suppose the man who stands out on the other side of the fence is um, the late Charlie Hockey, mm. um, about whom serious questions would have to be asked. But when you look at at, um, at all the other people right down through the line, I, I wouldn't question their bona fides. I wouldn't disagree. And, I, wouldn't and disagree. I, I think if you look down through the, the list of uh, Taoiseach that we've had since the foundation of the state, uh, you could argue that the majority of them would have had the country's best interest at heart. Um, and I think it would be perhaps wrong to suggest that any of them didn't, uh, with the exception of 
Perhaps one or two. All right. Uh, thanks very much indeed for uh, your call. A few of your messages. We need a completely new political system. It's turned into what can we do uh, for the people, not what, sorry, what can we do to the people, not what we can do for the people. It's all about making the wealthy more wealthy. Look at the so-called environmental grants. What normal person can afford the outlay? Grants for EVs that are uh, first a con, second grants for buying more stuff that is damaging the environment, um, blah, blah. I says that message. Um, as callers are constantly getting mentioned, working class, it's uh, worth asking, what is the working class? Years ago, there were people who worked hard and struggled to survive. This class is now the middle class. We now have a different lower classes in society who don't actually work. They live off the working class, says that message. And finally, I totally agree with the uh, two speakers been saying this for years. We need people qualified to do the jobs. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.